Hello there. And welcome to the Maidstone Radio Breakfast Show Highlights podcast known as The Chats. Play the jingle. Yes, welcome one, welcome all. My name is Andy, uh, the host of the Maidstone Radio Breakfast Show every Wednesday, Thursday and Friday. Uh, Here on The Chats we like to bring you uh, a nice conversation with uh, a nice person who we've uh, been helpfully promoting in the show and we then get them to play Punchline and all that kind of silly stuff. But today's podcast is going to be slightly different. We are still going to do all the weird normal stuff that we do, okay? We've got a great conversation with James Harkin from No Such Thing as a Fish. Uh, He'll be on the podcast in just a little bit. But first, this morning's breakfast show went a little bit like LBC. Have a listen to this and all will be explained. So here on the Maidstone Radio Breakfast Show, we like to keep your mornings light. We like to try and keep them uh, fun and make sure that you start your day with a smile on your face. However, it is ridiculous of us to really go any further without mentioning the goings on yesterday in terms of the Prime Minister's resignation. Um One of the things that we wanted to do yesterday uh, and indeed today is we wanted to have a comment from our MP, Helen Grant, uh, as to how she might proceed now that Boris Johnson is stepping aside, who she might decide to support in a leadership bid um, or indeed how she felt whether he should resign or not. We wanted some of those questions answered. Um, However, as seems to be the case at the moment, we got no reply. And for our MP, it seems that it's not just no reply to us, it's no comment whatsoever on anything. If you have a look at her website, there is no statement there as to what's been going on at number 10. The same applies for Facebook. Her last post on Facebook, on her fan page, uh, was from May the 30th. And on Twitter... Uh, The last tweet was a couple of days ago, and again, no statement on what's been going on with Boris Johnson in number 10. Now, I'm not particularly interested in whether she would support or not support. What I'm really interested in is finding out what that opinion is and giving the people of Maidstone some answers. Now, yes, we are a community station, Yes, we are run by volunteers, but more than anything, we are here specifically to broadcast to the people of Maidstone. And it is you, the listeners, who absolutely have a right to know what it is that our MP is doing after we elect them. So that is why we wanted to put some questions to Helen Grant and just find out. It's not like no other MPs have been saying what they would do. Uh, She has been um, a special trade envoy to Nigeria. Uh, She's been the Prime Minister's um, special envoy on on women's rights. And so she has roles within the government and we haven't heard whether she would have resigned those. We haven't heard whether she would have kept them. Whilst we have heard from other colleagues, from other constituencies, exactly what they would do. We've heard whether they would resign. We've heard whether they would carry on in their post but look for a new leader. What we're interested in is simply finding out. And yet, time and time again, this show has reached out to Helen Grant's office and had 
no reply. Uh, just to give you a few of the dates, in March 8th last year, when I was doing Friday nights, we thought it might be fun to get Helen Grant to play Punchline. She did reply, and she gave us a very polite... Um, she declined very politely. No problem if you don't want to play a game, and it is a silly game, that's absolutely fine. However, on September 8th last year, we did ask her to make a comment about the national insurance increase, which was incredibly unpopular, and she voted for. We got no reply from her office. And indeed, yesterday, we asked for the comment about the situation with Boris Johnson and received no comment. So, Helen Grant, you may or may not be listening to this. However, this is a radio station designed specifically for the people who elected you. Please, at some point, engage with us. Tell us what's going on. This is not a forum for us to berate you. This is simply a forum allowing us to understand what's going on. Engage with it. That's all we ask. So yeah, Helen, if at any point you have listened to this and you want to come on, it would be an absolute joy to have a chat with you and actually be able to get some answers to some questions. We would appreciate it. You can get in contact. Just go to the website, wearemadestone.com. You can go to the breakfast show page, click on the button that says message the studio. But you don't really need to do that because I have emailed you quite a few times. So feel free to reply to that email. Cool. All right. So now let's get on to some fun stuff. And this episode of the podcast is all about James Harkin, who is one of the QI elves and more importantly, one of the wonderful hosts of the No Such Thing as a Fish podcast. He had a chat with us last year back in October about the show that he was bringing to the stage just fresh out of lockdowns. So let's take you back in time for our chat with the lovely James Harkin. Right then, let's have a quick chat with the wonderful James Harkin from No Such Thing as a Fish, the podcast. Yes. Good morning, James. Hi, Andy. How are you? I'm really good, mate. How are you? I'm really, really good. Yeah. Excellent. Um, just We're just kind of, we've just come off the back of our final preview before we go on tour. Oh, yeah, right. Well, this yeah. is what we're here to chat about, because obviously you are one of the hosts of No Such Thing as a Fish, um, which is, for those who have never heard of the podcast, perhaps they've been living under a rock, I don't know, um, but <laughs> it's, it's a bit of a big deal in the podcast world, 300 million downloads. Um, so if, if there's one person out there who isn't part of the 300 million, just give us a bit of a rundown of what no such thing as a fish is. Yeah, so <clears throat> yeah, so it's um, four researchers from the TV show QI, as myself and Andrew Hunter Murray, Anna Tashinsky, and Dan Schreiber, and we basically come every week and we tell each other the best thing we found that week, the most interesting fact, the funniest fact, and then we just go riffing on that for fifteen minutes and then go on to the next fact. Uh, and like you say, it's it's had lot, it's had three hundred million downloads. We, you know, that's kind of we see those numbers coming up on the internet, but it's hard to actually believe that that you know so many people have actually clicked on it. Um, but it's when we go on tour and we actually meet people who listen to the show that it all suddenly becomes quite real and not just us sat <laughs> in our office just kind of <laughs> talking into the internet. 
So yeah, so obviously you are you are taking the podcast essentially on tour in a show called Nerd Immunity. Um, yes. And it kicks off in Tunbridge Wells at the Assembly Theatre, the Assembly Hall Theatre, I should say. Um, very posh around Tunbridge Wells. Um, <laughs> it's, a very, it's a good good place to start. So what happens then in Nerd Immunity? How does the podcast fit into the live show? Yeah, so it's in two parts, the, the show. And in the second half, we'll do a podcast which will be completely new. No one will have heard any of the facts before. And that will eventually go out on our stream. Uh, but then in the first half, we have a special bit where what we're trying to do is the show's called Nerd Immunity and we're trying to get together the nerd community and we're trying to find the nerdiest person in the UK. So a lot of the people who come to our shows, you know, they're into all sorts of like cool things. Well, what I find cool things, you know, <laughs> comic books and, you know, um, Dungeons and Dragons, all that kind of stuff. Uh, and what we're trying to do is kind of collect all of the nerdiest people in the country, put them in a huge leaderboard, and then give a massive prize to the nerdiest person. And what we'll be doing is explaining why we're such nerds and why we're um, why we are the right people to be judging this award. Uh, and then we'll be going to the audience and finding out all the crazy things that they've done. Wow. Okay. All right. So uh, I, I'm a dog trainer normally by oh, yeah. by day. Um, so I'm a bit of a nerd about dog body language. Does where where would that put oh. me in 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 your um, in your ranking? Well, I'd boards? need to know some specifics. Like, okay. what have you done that's that's so amazing? Like, I'm really interested in dog body language myself, actually. So, do they? Is it true that dogs can kind of? Well, a lot. There's a lot of argument, isn't there, about how much of it is us impressing our own. Mm -hmm. opinions on what the dog's doing and how much the dog is actually doing where do you fall on that side well if you have a little think about dogs dogs are the only ones to have eyebrows ah. so if you look at wolves if you look at foxes they haven't evolved eyebrows only dogs have and that's because they quickly figured out that if they could sit in front of man in his camp sit down and just do puppy dog eyes at them and go oh, give me some food they don't have to go hunting <laughs> us silly hairless monkeys just give them free food um so i think yeah there's probably a bit of us going oh look he's trying to figure something out or he's sort of trying to yeah. take over the world on a hovercraft or something but um most of the time it's it's your dog going all right how can i get food out of you you silly hairless monkey and That's so really I, I think they're wonderful well, I have a cat who just completely ignores me all day and no eyebrows. So I think your <laughs> theory really stacks up, right? There you go. Uh, but this is kind of what we do on the show is like we'll just take a, quite a random subject, something that we've never really known about before, and then we'll just kind of try and explore it and try and find what's interesting about it. Nice. Well, I mean, that's that's, you know, that's there for your first show. If you want to put me somewhere on the leaderboard, oh, yeah. I'm not going to be upset about it. You just keep us updated, okay? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I'm not sure you'll get to the top. We've had already in the previews, we had someone who, when he was courting his girlfriend, um, he would do his own versions of No Such Thing as a Fish and send them as voice notes, including an a cappella version of our theme tunes. So that's, wow. that guy's quite near the top. <laughs> okay. So, so potentially a, a No Such Thing as a Fish, the musical could happen at any time. Oh, yeah, that could definitely happen. I, I'm kind of thinking that I could write that myself, actually. Maybe one day. I went to see... This is this is one of my nerd credentials. Um, it was my birthday the other day, and I went to watch um, Back to the Future, the musical. I've seen birthday. it too. Isn't it brilliant? It is incredible. 
it is such a good show. I can't can't say enough good things about it. It's fab, and um, yeah, I'll, I mean, we could go on for hours then if we were going to talk yeah. about Back to the Future the musical. However, we are here to talk about the show, um, and like I say, it is at the Assembly Hall Theatre in Tunbridge Wells on the fifth of October, so that's not too far away. Two years worth of nerdiness that's been stored up. So how ready and raring are you to go? Uh, we absolutely can't wait. It's one of the best things that we do when we go touring around. Like I say, the chance to kind of see the people who are on the other side of the internet listening to the show and, and actually kind of drink in all the nerdiness and all the fun and, and just get a load of like-minded people in a room together. It's one of the absolute best things that I do in my whole career, actually, because... You know, I do a lot of other things like I write on the TV show QI and um, mm. we have a lot of books and things that I write as well. Um, but the the touring with No Such Thing as a Fish is the absolute funnest thing by a long way. Perfect. I mean, look, it's something that never really comes up in a careers day or at least when I was at school, <laughs> they made you sit in front of a computer and I was told I should become an SAS Soldier, um, not really on my to-do list. But how how do you become a QI elf? How do you even get into that job? That seems like a brilliant, wonderful thing. But how on earth do you start? Yeah, I think I was told on my school day that I might be a theme park manager or an actuary. So I'm not quite <laughs> sure where I came on from there. But um, yeah, we all had different ways of, of coming into QI. Um, Personally speaking, I was an accountant in, in Manchester, uh, just working in a porter cabin, and my job was not very difficult. Um, I would do the same thing every month, and I would get it done quite quickly, and I'd ask for extra work, and they didn't really have any. And so I also had a computer that no one else could see my screen. Nice. And so I could spend the day just kind of searching on the internet for interesting things, and someone told me about this TV show. Um, actually, at the time, I was like really into quizzing, like going to quizzes, one of my old school friends is Jenny Ryan, who's on The Chase, who's the vixen. Cool. And we did like a lot of pub quizzes and stuff like that. Uh, and so I was really trying to learn lots of stuff. And then I was told about this show QI that was accepting questions. And so I started sending them questions and uh, won all the competitions and eventually kind of started doing it full time. <laughs> nice. So yeah, they, uh, I, I kind of did it for fun and then um, my job got really busy and I had to stop doing it. And they said, well, we kind of would love you to pack it in and come over and do QI. So, yeah. Cool. And, and then you found yourself in, in the middle of QI writing mad questions for comedians to be really funny yeah. about. Exactly. And, now... and, and to start off with, I didn't really want to do it because, you know, I had a mortgage and it's like <laughs> you had to working in TV is not so not so good for like having a steady income so I said that I'd only do it if they let me do their accounts at the same time so <laughs> the first two or three years I did QI's accounts for half the year and then I worked on the TV for the other half of the year brilliant that's uh, <laughs> that that's multitasking at its best um <laughs> and, and at some point you were a pub landlord as well for what a week for about a week yeah um I so I used to work for a pub company when I was an accountant and as part of that, just in case it was needed, I had my personal license. So it meant that if there was no other landlord in a pub, then as long as I was on the premises at the time, then I was technically the landlord. So um, one time some people went on holiday at some quite rough pub in the middle of Salford and I, <laughs> I kind of just sat in the room keeping a low profile for a week and was just there in case anything was needed. 
Brilliant. All right. Okay. So uh, we know that you know tons of interesting facts. We know that you have the uh, ability to service a decent pint whenever we need it. Um, <laughs> and also writing books, as you mentioned earlier, there is a new book from the QI Elves out, is there not? There is. It's called Funny You Should Ask Again. Um, mm -hmm. Last year we wrote a book called Funny You Should Ask. And this is based on a, a thing that we do for Zoe Ball on, on BBC Radio 2. And she gets her listeners to ask us some really strange questions. And then uh, we go away and research them and we come and answer them. And um, we turned that into a book last year and it did very well and well enough that they asked us to do another one. James, you're not going to go anywhere for us because we're going to play a song <laughs> and then we're going to see how good you are at playing our ridiculous game Punchline. Um, so uh, Great. stick around, have another cup of coffee, you might need it because uh, we'll play Punchline with James in just a bit. Okay, let's play Punchline with James Harkin. Um, James, just to give you a bit of an idea of how this works, uh, we are going to give you 60 seconds to guess the punchlines to as many jokes as possible. All you have to do is uh, give us, hopefully, a correct answer. If you can't think of a correct answer, all you have to do is say the first thing that comes off the top of your head. If Got we it. decide that it is funnier, we will give you bonus points. It really is, I promise you, as simple as that. Uh, there is only other one wonderful rule that we have to tell you about. Other directors shout at me. Um, and that is that you cannot swear. Um, okay. But I feel like that's not really at the top of your to-do list right now. So, um, James, if no, you're No, not at this... 8.30 in the morning. Not no. too swearing at this time normally. <laughs> That's what everybody doing the school run is doing. Uh, anyway, so if you are ready, if you are ready, let's play Punchline with James Harkin. How does NASA organise a party? Uh, first of all, they make lots of space. Oh, good, good. It's not bad, but technically NASA uh, They organize... put on some, oh, they put no, on some music on. so everyone can rock it. Nice. Okay, good. No. Yeah, these are all bonus uh, points. They, they put on a put on a spread so that everyone has some nice launch. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, in, technically, NASA organise a party. They just plan it. Oh, gosh. Um, what's the best thing about Switzerland? All the ideas that I have are all mounting up. <laughs> hey. Um, nice. I can't think of anything. I the 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 flag is. I, I used to think that they had a cool flag, but now I think it's a bit square. Cool. Well, I actually think it's a big plus. Huh. Oh, that's it. <laughs> How many tickles does it take to get an octopus to laugh? Wow. Oh, no, I can't say that one because that's too rude. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, well, I don't know. I'm sorry. I can't think of anything. That I've just. It must be something to do with eight. Eight tickles. I don't know. Sorry. Well, it's actually ten tickles. Ten tickles. Ten tickles. An octopus. <laughs> I know, but ten tickles. Never mind. Um, why doesn't Dracula <laughs> have any friends? Why doesn't Dracula have any friends? Yeah. Well, because whenever they ask him to go out for a bite to eat, oh. he 
he bites them. No, that doesn't really work. Um, he certainly wouldn't order the steak if he did that. Uh, I don't know. Sorry. He's just a real pain in the neck. Um, oh. Why were they called the Dark Ages? Oh, um, all I can think of is because light bulbs haven't been invented, but that's not a joke. It's that's close. That's just an incorrect fact. There were just a lot of knights. Oh, very good. The Dark Ages, yeah. These are all great. Thanks, thanks very much. What gets wetter the more it dries? Well, usually the riddle answer is a towel. Correct, 100% correct. Yes. Why aren't koalas considered bears? So all I can think about koalas is that they have a fake thumb and they have fingerprints which are very similar to humans and they eat eucalyptus and they live in Australia and none of these is kind of coming to me as a joke so I'm sorry I can't help. <laughs> they just don't have the right koalifications. Oh, gosh. <laughs> James, that is your time. Well done. That was oh, excellent thank work. thank you. I feel like I didn't get any. Maybe I got one. You, you, no, you got many. Um, Did I? To, to give you an idea of Lucy Porter, full-time comedian, um, she scored 40. We've got five, 30 points for James Harkin. Well done. Oh, that's all right. Because I thought when you said she got 40, I thought you meant she answered 40 questions correctly. I sort of... I mean, I love Lucy and I think she's a complete genius, but that would have been very impressive. It would have. Um, no, no, no. The scoring system here is very much like QI in that no one's really sure how the system works. So we just kind of <laughs> roll with it. Once again, James Harkin, thank you so much for having a chat with us. Um, good luck with the show. I'm sure it will be an absolute hoot regardless of what happens. Um, James, take care of yourself and we'll um, see you in Tunbridge Wells soon. Thanks, Andy. See you soon. Bye. Bye. <laughs> He's just a thoroughly lovely bloke, isn't he? James Harkin from No Such Thing as a Fish and, of course, one of the QI elves. Uh, we were talking back in October, so don't try and go and see the show because... Um, well, it's over, but I'm sure that they will be back out on tour very soon or they'll have another book and fingers crossed we'll have James back to have another chat with us. That would be nice, wouldn't it? And speaking of people to come on and have a chat, Helen Grant, the option is still there. Feel free to get in touch whenever you like. Just saying. Don't forget, you can always catch the show live when it goes out uh, every Wednesday, Thursday and Friday from 7 until 10. And you can listen online at wearemadestone.com. But for now, I shall leave you until another episode of this podcast falls into your feed. Do have yourselves a lovely day and I shall talk to you next time. Goodbye.